With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to the new PFF NFL Daily. Here's a recent snippet from the PFF NFL podcast. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs against this 49ers defense. Uh, last time we saw them was the regular season last year, and my initial instinct is the Chiefs offense is going to move the ball the same way they have the last few weeks. They move the ball uh, fairly easily against the Ravens early in the game. Definitely got shut down in the second half. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we talk about the, the mental state of these teams, I think one of the biggest challenges in beating the Chiefs the last few weeks is they just came out firing. They came out and scored on their first drive against the Dolphins. They came out and uh, looked unstoppable against the Bills. And they came out and looked unstoppable against the Ravens on their first two drives. And the Ravens were supposed to be their biggest challenge defensively. I think they year. were. I mean, that Ravens defense did a fantastic job against the, the Chiefs offense last game. Um, okay, the first drive, not so much. You know, Kansas City went down, scored, basically slapped them in the face. But after that, they did a really good job of clamping down the offense, making everything difficult. And the Chiefs did just enough to keep the ball moving, keep drives extended and put up enough points um, and obviously turn the ball over. Um, so, like, I, I, think, I think we should credit Baltimore's defense and the amazing job that they did and say, you know, even despite that, Kansas City made enough plays. So again, I go back to last year's game when um, the Chiefs' offense was much better last season from from start to finish. Um, but the last last time they played was Week Seven. Chiefs won forty four to twenty three against the Niners, and the Niners were hot at the time. They weren't as hot maybe as they 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 got hotter. I think as the season went on, and the points in this particular season where they looked like the best team, where they just you know ran through the Eagles and. Um, some other teams that uh, and they just established themselves as the best team until the Ravens took them down but 44 to 23 in last year's game and my big takeaway from that game was the the way the Chiefs made Nick Bosa in the Niners uh, off defensive line just irrelevant basically and Bosa in particular it felt like the Chiefs just did just made him wrong on every play and in the and Andy Reid and the Chiefs have a really good feel for um, taking pass rushers out of the game. And this is a, a quick-hitting passing attack. Mahomes just gets rid of the ball as fast as possible. It's a yak-driven attack. And I think that does negate what the Niners built as an advantage on that defensive line, bringing in Chase Young and bringing in Javon Hargrave in this offseason. Can the Niners actually get any pressure? I don't know that they can because of how quickly Mahomes and the Chiefs get rid of the ball, put the ball into the hands of their playmakers. Yeah, I mean, that's certainly going to be the goal. Um, 
it's worth noting that it's a worse Kansas City offensive line than it was, you know, a year ago. Uh, the, the tackle, the tackle change, I guess you would say, in the off season, it hasn't worked. I mean, both those spots are weaker than they were a year ago. Yeah. Now they've been able to make it not a problem, but one of those guys is blocking Nick Bosa on pretty much every play. That's harder than it was a year ago, even if you're still able to create some of the same plays. Um, so I think that that is a different dynamic here. The other element is going to be, you know, the, the whole blitzing component of it. Like, are are the 49ers willing to get aggressive and come after Mahomes for multiple different reasons? Number one, it's always been you don't do that to Mahomes. He's too good. But the last couple of weeks now, the Dolphins did it basically by necessity because they ran out of pass rushers. Baltimore did it for a different reason. But teams have been coming after Mahomes more in the last few weeks. It's also, remember, that didn't they, the 49ers, now this is another one of those ones where now most of these people weren't playing that game. But in that Super Bowl, Wasp, they blitzed, right? That was, they blitzed Five on that play. Five men, maybe. I right. Think, yeah. I, they came after him on that play, and he just backed up and then made the play anyway. So that that's always an interesting element when you're playing Mahomes, is do you want to get aggressive and try and force the issue, knowing that he'll beat you yeah. every now and again? Yeah, and, and I, I like to always reiterate, too, like beating the blitz is not just the quarterback. It's the quarterback plus receivers being on the same page and having outlets. And I think the like Travis Kelsey has looked like Travis Kelsey. I mean, this whole season, he's there's been points where he looked a little bit older. He looked banged up. He was dropping passes. And all of a sudden, he's there, right? Right. And he's slaloming through the secondary and finding the open spot. So they're back but I do wonder and, and Rasheed Rice has continued to just be on the same page with Mahomes as that outlet yeah he has but I do wonder if if the general dynamic of those Chiefs receivers are why teams are coming after Mahomes a little bit more is now last year you don't want to do that because he'll find the right place to go with the ball and they'll make a play now it's like well we've seen most of the season of those guys not making a play even when Mahomes has put the ball in the right place Maybe we don't trust them to make the play anymore. Maybe we're willing to go and leave a guy on an island against any one of these receivers because we don't actually trust them making the play at the end of it most of the time. Like Travis Kelsey accepted maybe, and now Rasheed Rice is putting himself into that conversation. But I wonder if defenses are looking at this Chiefs offense and saying it's actually easier to be aggressive now than it used to be we can take some more chances because we're not 100 percent convinced they will burn us if we do the one other aspect here is the run game for the chiefs the niners run defense you know they definitely weren't good against the packers in particular and they had some struggles against the lions for for much of the game last week as well um, run defense grade last week of 44 for the for the niners run defense grade of 53 against the packers and I, I reiterated what Craig Olson said during the broadcast. Hey, the Niners have given up the fewest rushing yards, but it's not because they're great at run defense. That's a game flow thing. That's, you know, they face fewer rushes. When teams have run the ball against them, they've struggled. And I feel like I say this a lot about the Chiefs. You know, is this the week where they actually rely on the run game a little bit more? They're still going to be pass heavy in, in neutral situations. They're still going to be pass heavy. But I don't think this is one of the games where Patrick Mahomes has 30 dropbacks and Pacheco has just three carries. I think it'll be more balanced from a Chiefs perspective because their offensive line is good run blocking up front. And they might have that advantage against the Niners. I, I just think they have – the Chiefs have those answers to keep the defense off balance. The Niners have good linebackers. Well, if you, if you keep them honest with the run game, they won't get as good depth as far as coverage goes. 
the the Chiefs have the screen game, and again, every it was like everything that Nick Bosa in particular was doing in the last matchup. As soon as he was starting to get a beat on the pass rush, they're throwing a screen, so he looks like he's winning, and they're they're softening and letting him go. They just had him like on a string, and I could see them doing that with the entire. Niners front seven here. Run game, screen game, yak plays, and then Will Mahomes hit those shot plays. They have they had not hit shot plays all season. I got his passer rating throwing the ball 20 plus yards was like what in the 30s or something this season. But in the playoffs, he's hitting those, right? He hit Mar- Marcus uh, Valdez Scantling behind the defense to seal it. He's hit some of those passes you know, against the Bills and against the Dolphins when they needed them. I, I think that's why teams are blitzing, is they're trying to say, hey, go. Yeah, go try to hit one over the top. You haven't done it all year, but in the playoffs, they have been. Yeah, um, or at least a couple of them. This podcast is brought to you by DraftKings, the leader in fantasy sports, and they've just dropped a brand new fantasy app called Pick 6. Pick 6 is the newest way for you to get in on the fantasy football action with DraftKings. Just pick between two and six NFL players and choose if they're going to have more or less of a stat. For example... Will a player have more or less than 100 rushing yards or will a player have more than one touchdown? Track your lineup and compete against others for a, a shot at huge cash prizes. Download the DraftKings Pick 6 app now and sign up with code PFF. That's code PFF. Only on DraftKings. Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Valid only in states where DraftKings Pick 6 operates. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, please visit dkng.co slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com. I, I think that 49ers run defense is vulnerable on the edges, particularly against explosive players. Like, they gave up plays to Aaron Jones, who was playing out of his mind. They gave up plays to Jameer Gibbs, who, who played really well. They were spamming up toss until sweep the, fumble. the right. Packers. That yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, those, those toss sweep plays, those sort of pin-pull, the general outside zone stuff, trying to get around the edge, which, I mean, the Chiefs can definitely do that, but Pacheco is a very different running back to – you know, those two that we mentioned in particular, Jones and, and Jameer Gibbs. Now, David Montgomery had some success as well, so it's not like you're strictly limited to that style of player. But, you know, I wonder if we start to see some more of those um, Miko Hardman-type jet sweep type plays. Like, let's let's achieve the same thing by a slightly different route. Let's go even – or even Rasheed Rice can do those kinds of things. Let's give a, run, let's give a wide receiver a jet type of motion to try and get around the corner rather than – trying to get Pacheco running east-west as opposed to north-south, that's definitely, I think, an element that the Chiefs can ru- lean on. I think their running game has been a really important part of their like offensive sort of resurgence or success late in the season. But we need to talk about just the level of mistake-free football that Mahomes is playing. Timo Riska put out a tweet that sums it up really well. Number one, Mahomes has zero turnover-worthy plays so far in the playoffs. Uh, that itself is insane. His career turnover-worthy play rate is 1.7%, I think, which in any given year would be either leading the league or right around leading the league figure, right? So once you get to the postseason against theoretically the best teams in the NFL, when his team needs him the most, he becomes the most unlikely quarterback in the NFL to put the ball in harm's way. That's pretty crazy. Um, But as Timo points out, he also led the regular season with the lowest rate of negatively graded dropbacks. So he's not just avoiding 
big mistakes, he avoids small mistakes better than any quarterback in the NFL. And then during the playoffs, that number has come down four percentage points to 6.3%. So he was already leading the league in terms of being the least likely quarterback to just make an error of any kind. And now he's gotten four percentage points better at that in the postseason, in addition to, you know, Kelsey stepping up his game and all those kinds of things. So it's, it's like dealing with, you know, vintage prime Tom Brady, which is they're unlikely to give you anything. You're right. going to have to go and take this yourself. You are going to have to play mistake-free football because they probably are. And, and that somewhat includes just the negative plays from sacks. We know that Mahomes avoiding sacks is as good as it gets and, you know, historic type of runs over these last couple of years. So that's, that's the issue for the Niners. Right. If you watch these plays, I mean, if you the highlight reel for Mahomes in the playoffs, there's there's five or six you know pretty good plays in there. But it's it's the consistency. You know, this is I try to remind people every year about quarterback play when we're talking about the draft. And I get caught up in the can do and he can do this and he can do these high end things. He could do stuff out of structure. But Mahomes superpower uh, the last couple of years in particular, but definitely on this playoff run has been everything that you highlighted. It's just the consistency. When I got a five-yard hitch, I'm, I'm putting it on the guy, and five turns into seven, and we're on schedule, and we're not taking negative plays. Then I think back to last year's Super Bowl, and I thought that the Eagles' defense, which wasn't – it was good, not great. It was a good Eagles' defense last year. But I thought maybe they're equipped against this Chiefs team in a Mahomes who had a banged-up ankle. Maybe they're equipped because they had eight pass rushers who could get after the quarterback. And there was a field issue. The field was very slippery. But the Eagles, with Hassan Reddick and Fletcher Cox and all the guys that they had, they couldn't get pressure. They couldn't do it against the Chiefs because of the release being so quick. And, of course, when you get pressure on Mahomes, he knows how to find the escape route and get out there to scramble or whatever he's got to do. So I just don't know if the Niners, with Nick Bosa and Eric Armstead and Javon Hargrave and Chase Young and Randy Gregory, I don't know if they can get the type of pressure that's needed to slow down the Chiefs' offense. I don't know that they can because the, the Chiefs have offensive answers. They've got that play-calling feel for when to screen it, when to get you know when to soften the pass rush. And then you have Mahomes with his sack avoidance and his mistake-free ball, he's going to get rid of the ball. So I, I think that the Chiefs' offense negates a lot of what the Niners love to do defensively, which is get pressure with that front four. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like, I, I think that whole element is is a big part of this game. The 49ers rely on that front four being nasty, being able to get after you, but like Mahomes is Mahomes. He's, he doesn't, he's not being impacted by that as much as other quarterbacks. He's not gonna take the sacks, and apparently he doesn't make mistakes off the back of it either. So even just whether or not they're able to get pressure, the impact of that pressure against Mahomes is less than it is against other quarterbacks. Um, individual matchup-wise, you know, we're gonna see a little Fred Warner going up against, you know, Travis Kelsey. I, the Niners play, you know, from a cover one perspective. They're at the bottom bottom half of the league. They're not going to play a ton of a ton of man coverage. Um, I'm always curious if teams try to man up against the Chiefs a little bit more because Mahomes has become that he's uh, Romo again. You know, that zone killer, right? He he has gone from uh, you know, natural playmaker who's kind of you know learning the game and feel to yeah, I'm just gonna I'm gonna go to the right place with the ball at the right time. And when you face zone after zone after zone, um, 
it's going to be a challenge to to slow down Mahomes. I do wonder how much the Niners try to man up a little bit. Do they have some reps with Traverius Ward going up against Travis Kelsey? Do they try to ma- mix that up? When teams have had success against the Chiefs, they do put two and three players in and around Travis Kelsey. And sometimes that is zone, right? You have two linebackers in the middle right. of the field. He's going to run to the middle of the field. You're just going to pinch him and make them go somewhere else. Kelsey was tearing it up last week against Baltimore. I do wonder how much the Niners just say, we're not letting that dude beat us. Let's Look, if, if Valdez Scantling gets behind the defense again against Ambry Thomas or something, let him, let him go. Right. Maybe he'll drop it. So I do wonder how aggressive the Niners will be, man up a little bit, uh, cover one with a double over Kelsey, or simply compressing their zones his way. Remember when the, the Chiefs played the Giants uh, when they had Kelsey and Tyreek Hill, and the Giants – showed up with this defensive game plan that caused them all kinds of problems. And this was like when teams first started playing weird stuff against the Chiefs. And yeah. when they still had both those guys, it was like, oh, what's wrong with the Chiefs offense all of a sudden? And they rolled in with this game plan where they would show like two high safeties. And then as soon as the, the, the snap happened, the safeties would both jump down to like bracket Kelsey and Hill, right? Yeah. So they were ending up playing some kind of weird version of like, bracket cover zero right where they were essentially leaving the top off the defense but double teaming the only two guys that the chiefs were likely to throw to and it caused them all kinds of issues i kind of wonder whether this version of the chiefs is that should be the game plan maybe you just focus on kelsey and say whatever we're going to force the ball anywhere other than travis kelsey right now because he has 27 targets so far in the postseason that's four more than any other kansas city player but Kelsey and Rasheed Rice have 27 for Kelsey, 23 for Rice. Nobody else has more than nine. So if you wanted to do that and say, what if we just bracket both those guys on every play? And you know, maybe we'll disguise it pre-snap or whatever. Sure. But yeah. that's the game plan is we are, those guys are going to have two people on them at all times. Then who else is beating you? Like you, okay, Marquez Valdez-Scantling one-on-one for most of the game is risky but it's going to take a bomb for it to be a problem because he's not going to like he's not going to get 10 catches for 150 and you know be responsible for moving the chains consistently all the way down the field it's going to be does the one big play you give up to him cost you enough but you know if they then have to go to Noah Gray, Valdez Scantling, Pacheco, Justin Watson, Miko Hardman I wouldn't be scared of that even if you are leaving them on an island with your third corner or whatever yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to be interested in that cat and mouse game on that side of the ball. And again, let's get back to the, the psychological aspect. If the, if the Chiefs get a hot start again, and look, they can they could play from behind as well from, as, as any team in the league, right? They've made plenty of comebacks, and they did it against the Niners in the Super Bowl. But if the Niners come out cooking again, and it, I mean, if the Chiefs come out cooking again, and it's up, uh, they score seven immediately, what are those adjustments? How does that affect the Niners offensively coming out of their game plan potentially. Again, they did a nice job last week. They made a nice comeback down 24 to 7, obviously. Um, but they needed the Lions to make mistakes too. Yeah. So I, I'm curious to see what that start is for the Chiefs. And then, um, you know, if the Niners have a lead, can they keep it up? Because that back and forth between Andy Reid, Steve Wilkes, it's going to be a good one. But that's the thing is if they get in a hole against Kansas City, they're going to need the Chiefs to help them get out of it because, you know, they're probably not going to make those mistakes. Like, they're going to need a Miko Hardman error or, you know, a fumble on a special teams play. 
because the chances are Mahomes isn't putting the ball in harm's way. The chances are Kelsey's not making a big mistake. Like they are very, very good at avoiding those critical mistakes, even though that's been their biggest problem all the way through the regular season. They like they need a total regression of the rest of the Chiefs offense to that kind of state for them to execute that kind of comeback. So as is the case with every Shanahan game, their best chance of winning this game is to stay in a neutral game script situation where they're either tied ahead or only down by a you know field goal at any given moment. Like if the game starts to get away from the 49ers, you do worry about their capacity to hang in anymore.